First up, last week I reviewed a little video game at it. First up, I reviewed a movie that was a video game adaptation of the video game Monster Hunter. Wow, I feel like that was a repetitive statement. Oh. Hey folks, welcome to Movie Toast. This is the end of 2020, episode 66, Adam. It's been a long road. That's for sure. And uh, it's been a fun road. And uh, so tonight we're going to give some reviews. And then we're going to give you kind of our favorites and our least favorites of the past year in reviews. I know for me personally, there's several titles that I just think are just totally worth watching, whether they came out in 2020 or I simply just watched them for the first time this year. As well as the one movie, if you haven't seen it, don't bother. I'm, I'm desperately going to try to spare you, but you got to stick around. And hear the one that I want to try to keep you from harming yourself with by viewing it. What a fucking hook that is, man. If they don't stick around for that, I don't know. I think it's that important. It's very important. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I got some polls. It's been a while since we did polls. Oh, careful. You you down for some? Yeah. So I was kind of curious to see what our Twitter fans' favorite video game movie out of the following four. Sonic the Hedgehog. Pokemon yeah. Detective Pikachu, Ooh. Resident Evil Films, I left that one up for interpretation, and Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's tough, man. I gotta be honest, it, to me, it's kind of, it's a, almost a tie between Detective Pikachu and Mortal Kombat, which I know those are like interchangeable movies. They're basically <laughs> the same thing. Oh, yeah. Zero uh, percent for Resident Evil. Twenty <laughs> percent for Sonic the Hedgehog. Next, twenty percent for a movie I would have given my vote for Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Sixty yeah. percent for Mortal Kombat. I don't know why I'm kind of shocked by that, but I'm happy to see that. Get a little love. Nostalgia. I think it's our, our fan base. They know it's like this isn't the story from the video game, but that's Mm-mm. OK. This is a movie. This is yeah. an entirely different thing. That expectation yeah. that they need to be exactly on the nose, I think, is where a lot of people get their hopes up. And it's like, we, I, I've learned in the past, it's best to just kind of let it go. The past is in the past. Let it go. Let it go. Let that poll go and go to a new one. I also reviewed a movie called The Family Stone. Yes. Uh, last week. And I'm like, you know what? I want to know what people think about Rachel McAdams. What is their favorite Rachel McAdams film out of the following four? Mean Girls, The Notebook, About Time, and Doctor Strange. I mean, I like Doctor Strange, but I don't, maybe yeah. that's not a fair ju- uh, measure of her acting. Uh, I've seen The Notebook a couple times, so that's probably worth mentioning. She could carry that s- sappy stuff. Hmm. Maybe that, that's, a, that's a strong example of what she's capable of. So I guess I'll go with that. All right. So 0% went to Mean Girls, which I really thought wow. that would have been higher up Jeez. there. Yeah, I love that. That's a great movie. Yeah. I've recently rewatched it a couple of weeks back, and uh, it still yeah. holds up. Yeah. Next, 20% went to The Notebook. Okay. So there you go. All right. Another 20% went to Doctor Strange, so you kind of yeah. called it right there. Right. Yeah. And uh, 60% went to this movie called About Time, which I would have given my vote to. I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. Probably Sounds not. familiar. Let's move into something I know you know a fair amount about. We talked about The Mandalorian Season 2 finale last week. 
So I wanted to know who the audience's favorite character from season two was out of fucking Mando himself and Grogu and Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? Yes. I, got, I hate to be that person, but I'm going to rule those first two names off just because, yeah, we've had them. Season one. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's, that's my own, this is how I'm going to simplify it for myself. Now, cool. I love Clone Wars and I love me some Rebels. So Ahsoka already is like, really really held in high regard but then Boba Fett has all of the fandom the backstory and everything between those two fuck okay it's very 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 close <laughs> but Ahsoka would be it that's my favorite all right all right reveal. so would it shock you to say this character got zero percent the character being Boba Fett Boba Fett got zero yeah out of ten votes zero I thought it would have been second place I yeah yeah, I was wow. my mind was a blown. Okay, I honestly then, thought Ahsoka might have been last, but no, that's mm-hmm. badass. Okay, now Ahsoka got twenty percent. Okay. Uh, up next is a uh, good old uh, Grogu for twenty percent as well, mm. and uh, Den got sixty. I don't know why I did not see him. I thought he would have been the least favorite. Me too. I also wanted to know what people thought in conjunction. Which season they like more, season one or season two? And the options being season one was epic, season two was amazing, or if you're in my book and you don't proofread your fucking post, it's amazing. Or uh, the third option is both were kick ass, or the fourth option they both sucked. Oh, yeah. If you if you voted for that fourth option, you can just stop listening to the show right now. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go on. Go! Go! Mm. Goodbye, my friend. Okay, they're gone. So... Okay. How, how did the poll, how did the poll fare? <laughs> they both suck. Got zero percent. So mm. that was good. So none season of one was right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so season one was epic. Also got zero percent. Season two was amazing. Got eight percent, and ninety two percent went to both seasons were kick ass. Dang. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, this guy Brad commented. He uh, said both were great and shined for different reasons. I think season two went a different way than it initially would have, but plans for things like a crossover event and multiple timeline converging shows led to it being a series of, of setting up things. I like where it's going. But Brad, I think we got the idea. That's it's it's like starting a whole new uh a whole other universe. We can we yes. start branching out from this one show. We now can take that first step into many other directions because we've had we just opened many, many doors. We've seen other corners of the universe in Star Wars now that we can go and spend a lot of time in. And the fact that we've acknowledged a lot of places that exist in other forms of media are true. Like we are now connected to them as well. All of that crossover stuff, the starting new series and worlds we've been to only once or twice before and obscure formats like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Could not come out soon enough. I If they, yeah. they could drop everything tomorrow and I will stay up for fucking two days watching it all. 
So you want to get us kicked off with the movie? Uh, get into some reviews Sir, for the fine yes, folks? Here I'm bringing you a review of Death to 2020. It's streaming on Netflix. So this is a, let's call it a mockumentary. It's the year 2020 in retrospective that is told through the lens of a lot of professionals, uh, industry leaders in their fields. And they're all portrayed by familiar faces that you've come to recognize. A lot of... Uh, comedic stars this was created by the series creators of black mirror so that should mm. give you a frame of mind of like it's a comedy but it's a dark comedy we're gonna <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about some very real horrible things that have happened in the last year and we're gonna talk about it seriously uh, at a few notes but it's very much not afraid to try to lighten the mood going into it i was kind of already like not too thrilled but the tone they carry into it is hilarious there's a narrator whose voice is used throughout the film that very much reminds me of the narrator from idiocracy it's those scenes that's the tone of the whole movie huh. except it's like i said they, they they do address they do touch on some very real and some very heavy things that uh need they need to be addressed and they need to be mentioned otherwise you can't you know it wouldn't be commenting on the whole year the main highlights uh samuel jackson hugh grant nice. lisa kudrow uh kumail nanjiani uh tracy ullman uh, Lawrence Fisherburn is our narrator through the whole yeah. thing. Leslie Jones, play who nice. plays the psychologist. She's really funny. Like I said, I was going into it with a certain frame of mind that maybe wasn't the best way to start watching it. But where I landed was somewhere positive. I ended up enjoying it. We touch on COVID. We touch on protesting. There's stuff about uh, the presidential race and election. Uh, the... Um, President Trump's impeachment all the way up to the release of the vaccine. Uh, one of the jokes they make at the end in the end credits is like, oh, yeah, we're, we just want to get ahead on next year. So we just kind of read a few things off so we can use it in the uh, edit for the sequel. And they're like, oh, OK. And you see them like get handed sides from off camera. And huh. um, it was something like uh, we never predicted the side effects of the cure for COVID-19. We now have to find out what do we do with our newfound powers? And it's like. <laughs> All of the characters that we've met throughout it are given the same sides. So they're all reading it with their own inflection, <laughs> like whether they're excited or not for these mutant abilities. One of the things I kind of appreciate about it is like they pick on every side. So nice. it, it doesn't lean. I mean, it leans pretty far one direction, but it's not afraid to make fun of the people who you think are saying that the most, you know, <laughs> it's good. You no, know, no one's safe, essentially, with the exception of, you know, some political correctness. That some of the characters are used as a means of making fun of these archetypes that have surfaced over 2020. Like Hugh Grant is the historian that they've interviewed for this last year. And it turns out he's like this crazy racist. And huh. he's literally had everyone in his life tell him he's a racist, but he refuses to believe that he is because I'm not racist. But and then, of course, he says something horrible. Uh, Lisa Kudrow is, plays a lot like a vague assemblage, a lot of the uh, press the White House, like press advisors and stuff that she's kind of this amalgamation of a lot of them in one where she's just constantly denying everything, constantly calling everything fake news. But <laughs> oh, this thing that you have a clip of us saying, oh, no, we didn't we didn't actually mean that. You know, it's mm. it, it's a fun summary of just kind of all of the types of things that we all kind of got beat over the head with. And it was acknowledging the things I was worried about spending an hour and a half watching. And nice. guess what? It's not even an hour and a half. It's an hour and 19 oh. minutes. So it's a pretty quick view. You get a good chuckle. You get a few moments of solid contemplation of like, well, shit, these are 
very real things we need to keep in our minds that we need to try to change in the future, not let ourselves get to this place again, hopefully. But in summary, I have to give death to 2020 two and a half slices. Okay. It, it was not bad. I, it definitely got me to laugh out loud several times. I lulled for sure. <laughs> there was a, there was a few, a few jokes that just kind of, I, I had to roll my eyes to, it was not really my tone, but uh, it's, it's still, it's a, it's a fun, fun laugh. All right. Well, let's keep this party train rolling. Yeah. What do you got I, for us, promising young man? I got a movie called Promising Young Woman. It stars Carrie Mulligan as a woman named Cassandra, who's a med student dropout. She goes out to bars and clubs pretending to be drunk. And when men try taking advantage of her, she gets revenge. And as all this is happening, she starts dating an honest to God good guy named Ryan who's brilliantly played by the uh, ever-so-funny Bo Burnham. Oh, oh my God. That Okay, interesting. Yeah, this movie was stunning. The plot is riveting. At some points, I was on the edge of my seat, while other points in this movie, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> the soundtrack was a mix of, like, upbeat pop music and moody instrumentals. It just knew how to ride that line so geniusly. The pacing was seamless, and the supporting cast was top-notch. I can't honestly say anything negative about this movie. It was spellbounding, and I was completely blown away by all of it. So to conclude, I give Promising Young Woman four out of four slices of toast. Oh, damn. I, I saw it earlier today, and I'm still thinking about it. Like, I can't I can't get it out of my head. Uh, I, uh, man, I don't want to spoil anything. Damn, but, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. You've got me hooked, dude. I am there. There's, like, some real soul to this movie, Dennis. So, folks, we are both tag-teaming the new uh, Disney animated film starring uh, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. It's about an aspiring jazz musician named Joe who ends up dying the day he gets his big break. His soul is kind of brought up to this great beyond area, but before he gets to the pearly gates, he kind of escapes and flees and kind of gets miscategorized uh, as a mentor to a soul named 22, who needs help finding her passion before she can go to Earth. And she doesn't want to go to Earth. She's she's quite comfortable in the great before. So it, it is explained very quickly that there is a process for brand new souls getting created, and there's a chance for your soul to do more work afterwards. There, there's, there is another phase, but it is not at all what we think it is. After some mishaps, our main characters do make it to Earth, but under some funny circumstances. So 22 is in Joe's body, and Joe is in a cat's body. Yes, a therapy yeah. cat. I love the therapy <laughs> cat lady. Oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, that, oh. That was a good, and it was a good switch. I did have a moment of just like, wow, we're getting back pretty quick. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're blasting right through the story and didn't see it taking that turn of then having that phase on earth. But that was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many things just come off so musically. It is so profound. It was a really cool ride. It was so like heartwarming and like the animation was beautiful. For me, I would give this three slices of toast. What, what are you going to give it? I had originally written down three and then I, you know what? I bumped it up to three and a half. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So many heartwarming it moments. Was, yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I totally agree. Great. Yeah. Great movie. But I've been missing that comic book itch. Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, well, you know what else came out on Christmas over on HBO Max and in theaters where it's safe to go? Ooh. A little movie called Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking awesome. Yes. 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 Thank you for this, man. 
Wonder Woman 84 is centered around an ancient artifact that the person who holds it is granted a wish. So like any magical item giving you a wish fulfillment, there's going to be a negative outcome that comes with an amazing uh, kind of reward. So there's a couple of people here who get this power. So the first person who touches it is Wonder Woman herself. She wishes to have her one true love, Steve, come back to life. Lo and behold, they bring him back. She's kind of showing him what the 80s are like. That was cool. Another uh, person who holds it is uh, this woman, Barbara, played by Kristen Wiig. And she's kind of like a little bookish. Nobody really pays attention to her. She wishes to have what Diana has. She doesn't know that Diana is an Amazon warrior princess. And she gets the strength of her. And so we're kind of seeing her stand up for herself, her user sexuality. And I love Kristen Wiig. She's great in this role, but it just is like watching Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Same kind of plot oh, here. God. Okay. And kind of a slap in the face. And I'm like, Ugh. but I love her. And I love what she does with the role, but it's kind of repetitive. And then later on, she gets another chance at another wish. And she wants to be the best. She wants to be an apex predator. So she then becomes the cheetah. There's one other person in here who has a wish. And that's our good old buddy Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. Uh He plays this cat named uh, Maxwell Lord. He borrows this ancient artifact from Kristen Wiig. And his wish is to become this ancient artifact. I want the powers of it. He becomes rich, famous, powerful. He's slowly taking over the world. And it's taking a major toll on him. Diana is realizing what's happening. And so her and Steve have to stop it. There's some action in this movie where it's like, this would be great to see on the big screen. The fight with Cheetah at the end, it's fucking lackluster. It's, oh, it's all CG. No. The final fight with Maxwell Lord, it's kind of crummy. And, oh man, mm. this movie just sits and it drags. It's two and a half hours and it's a hard watch, man. I'm going to give a Wonder Woman 84 one and a half slices of toast. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. For as not high a marks as that got, there were a lot of good things throughout the past year we've had a lot of good a few bad i know there was worse than wonder woman 84 my worst film that i watched in 2020 was gemini man oh my goodness i it just fuels that crazy angly directing career of it's either a masterpiece it's a gem or it is just a turd and this is one of the turds we, we, I can tear it apart again, but you can go back and listen to the episode. Uh, long and the short of it, there's a few kind of, there's a couple kind of neat action moments, but the cheesy effect of the two Will Smiths, I thought it looked way too cheesy. I didn't care for the characters or motivations, just really wishy-washy. Stupid movie. Didn't understand the point of, of it existing. It just, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Save yourselves. <laughs> okay. The number one spot was a movie that I was very much looking forward to. The Jesus Rolls. uh, Following the character Jesus from The Big Lebowski. And this movie made uh, no sense. It dragged. It jumped around. It was pretentious. It had nothing to do with the original. I didn't even feel like the Jesus was the same character. It wasn't funny. It was so hard to watch, and I don't even think I finished this movie, to be honest with you. So I'm going to say, if you get a chance for the Jesus rolls, roll away. Go watch The Big Lebowski again. Yeah, go watch The Big Lebowski again if you have the chance to watch (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. If you, uh, the listening audience here, disagree, let us know. Try to change your mind. Get at us at movie underscore toast on Twitter. Dennis, 
let's talk about movies that we do like. One thing I want to throw out there that was just another thing I was kind of blindsided by. I was I had no <laughs> expectation going into it. It was a little documentary film that came out at the beginning of the year called Tread. It just stuck with me after watching it, just because it was so intense, knowing that this event actually occurred. So Tread was a, uh-huh. it was a film telling the story uh, of a man that had been pushed to his breaking point in this small town in the Rocky Mountains. So he got he bought a fucking bulldozer at a at an auction, <laughs> rigged it with. 30 tons of concrete and steel as armor to encase the whole thing. So it was fucking bulletproof and bombproof, <laughs> basically. And just wreak havoc on this town. Like he, he tore down several buildings and just started rampaging through before it took like an army to stop him. It's just a wild story that this is something that actually happened in the United States in mm-hmm. our lifetimes. There's a lot of uh, interviews of the people who lived in the town during the event who knew the individual who did this. If you like watching the Unsolved Mysteries, would highly recommend that one. I'm going to jump in with the movie that we both saw, which is over on Apple TV Plus called On the Rock, starring Rashida oh, Jones and Bill Murray, nice. about a daughter who thinks her husband's cheating on her. So her and her slightly estranged father, played by Bill Murray, kind of start doing some recon and checking out, seeing what's going on as he's filling her head with the most terrible thoughts. Worst, and... To cut you off. I no, was, yeah. yeah. This is going to be one of the ones I also said was one of my favorites from the year. So I'm so glad you brought it up. So I will support whatever, whatever you got to say. It was beautiful. The way it was shot, seeing New York City. These two actors have this great bond together. And the oh, story's so, so simple. Yes. I just, I loved getting to know them. Rasheed Jones is incredible. I'm, and this mm-hmm. movie, is, it's such a strong example of the power she can wield. Like, she can be a powerhouse on screen. And... The chemistry that she has with Bill Murray, it's it's mm. so good. And yeah, I got to cut in here and say the other breakout star who just gave a phenomenal performance here is Marlon Wayans. He was just a good, loving husband who might be a yeah. scumbag. He did, just might be. They, they did a perfect job of that framing as an audience member. I'm not sure if the distance between them is something new because it's like it's clear they 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 love each other, that there was a very there was a hot burning flame. There was mm-hmm. a hot burning flame. And now it might have petered out a little bit. There's still love there. It makes you question everything she's questioning. They do a great job mm-hmm. of framing it where you don't see him do anything wrong. The seeds of doubt that Bill Murray's character is planting have some reason you're just like i mean i guess like i like that back and forth of, we don't we don't need bullets flying we don't need people banging each other we don't need car chases this mm-hmm. is just a gripping back and forth of well wait art is he actually no i don't mm-hmm. think i don't want him to but it uh-huh. might be. and then as as so well rashida jones and marlon wayans have their marriage under a microscope and it seems that they are the ones on the rocks what you really come to identify is that it's really mending that relationship between father and daughter. That's that is what's on the rocks mm. as, as well as many of the drinks that Bill Murray likes to have <laughs> before driving. <laughs> very, very enjoyable film. That yeah. was on my top. All right. I'm, I'm happy to see that that was there. So what else is on your list? Uh, another, another one. I, okay. Up next, slightly different direction. Here's a movie I went into cold. Uh, it was a foreign film that uh, I was kind of just looking for some bread to toast. You know, I, I wanted some material. Mm. 
for you toasties. And it turned out to be one of the best zombie movies I have ever seen. Oh, man. This almost landed on my list. This is on my top 20, but oh. not my top five. So man, I'm happy oh, to see this getting some love. All right. Well, I'm bringing to the table hashtag alive. This uh, green zombie film that just kicks so much ass. I we've seen. I mean, come on. If, if you enjoy zombie movies, you've seen a hundred of them. You see a lot of the same tropes, and it's really just a matter of like what's unique about yours. And we've seen the. It's not the zombies that are the monsters. It's the humans played a thousand times. But this one has a different focus, and I really like mm-hmm. it. The isolation, uh, the independence, having to support yourself and being the one to motivate yourself. You can't have the, you can't expect the world to push you out the door. You have to be the one to do it yourself. This movie does an awesome job of framing that. It was cool to see zombies in this kind of location. We, yes, we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen zombies in an urban setting before, but not like surviving in the apartment building itself, but then actually hunkering down and watching the survival. It's, always like a montage or it's that midpoint scene that's just like well we just ate the last thing or what fucking have you that is almost the entire movie uh there's very limited on at least the character interaction i like how we started interacting with the world and the main Mm -hmm. character's method of letting everyone know they were alive which is the theme that runs through the whole thing and obviously by the title of the film that should suggest some social media-ness but kick-ass zombie movie i i oh, had, yeah I, it had great scenes it had some mm-hmm. nice heart to it um the connection the relationships that were established between the two main characters of just two survivors it doesn't need to be romantic it just needs to be yeah we made it through this and, and the twists and turns of this movie oh, and yeah. and just oh man it literally feels like this could happen to you or i like the, the kid's family goes away uh, for the day and he's or for the weekend and he's supposed to spend money and buy groceries and city flounders away and plays video games. And he discovers what's happening while he's playing video games. And will he ever see his family again? You summed it up so perfect in your review. You literally drove me to go and watch it. And I reviewed it the next week. And I was so fucking happy. You, you talked about this movie and you found it because God, it's such a great movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad, I, glad it, that that worked out. Is it, it cannot praise it enough. I really don't think it got the attention it deserved. I really didn't see it anywhere, like pushed really hard anywhere. Um, mm. But if you're you're looking for something horror, you're looking for something zombies or just human survival. I highly recommend uh, hashtag alive. Go check it out. It is a powerhouse of a zombie flick. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's 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 true. I'm going to stick with a foreign movie as well. Uh, mine is an anime called Weathering With You. Um, it's about this high school age boy who runs away to Japan, uh, kind of becomes a journalist for like this little magazine. Uh, and he does a story on this girl who can kind of manipulate the weather. And they kind of start a relationship. They start a business together. And we see the like, just like I said, in Wonder Woman's review, uh, with power comes like a bad side effect, and uh, it's it's a beautiful film. It's the anime the the animation is just so stunning. The story's heartbreaking. Like I cried a bit watching this movie. I I laughed. I had a good time. Everything about this movie was just so beautiful. And like I knew nothing about it. I'm like an anime movie, big screen, gotta see it, no brainer. And boy was I happy I saw this one. 
Uh, not sure if it's anywhere to see. I'm, I'm sure you can stream it now, but I don't know if it's on any services or if you just got to pay for it. But it's called Weathering With You, a little solid anime that, oh boy, it's beautiful. Two hours that just flies by almost. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, keep the ball rolling. I um, Now, last couple were, were both movies that were released on streaming services in this last year, uh, 2020. I... My next couple will, uh, will be movies I viewed for the first time this year, just to narrow it down. I don't, I don't want legit. anyone giving us crap, but I find uh, it's called the hype train, whatever. But I was maybe it was the, the things going on around that just made me enjoy watching this movie or just the fact that I watched this movie just felt a little more refreshing that I got to step away from real life for two hours and 32 minutes, but mm. uh, 2019's Ford versus Ferrari was such a profoundly intense. I liked this human trial movie, this, the, the human just desire wanting to reach that limit of what you're capable of accomplishing uh, through the hands of many, through your own hands. Mm. Uh, this, collaboration of many minds of just wanting to push the limit of what is possible. And I loved these kinds of stories. You can see them in all types of different settings and genres, but this particular one, which is, which is true. This is some, yeah, the, uh, the car designers, Ford and Ferrari at this uh, period of time in the sixties, were very much trying to one up each other. And we're using the 24-hour race of Le Mans as a place to show off their best creations. And basically, winning this race is 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 the crown and glory. This this is what you're aiming for. And mm-hmm. uh, specifically, this is the story of uh, automotive designer uh, Carol Shelby, who was working, who was hired by Ford to create the new Mustang, the uh, Shelby Mustang. And he hires driver Kevin Ken Miles, who is a pilot during World War II for the Crown, who is just a crazy son of a bitch. And he's willing to push vehicles to their absolute limits and even further. He's he's wrecked cars. He's he repairs them. He races them. He uh, cars are his life, his son's life. His wife is all about it, too. Um, huh. I love the 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 fam the family is interesting. The characters are all really awesome. The cast is incredible. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with Matt Damon and Christian Bale, John Bernthal, uh, Josh Lucas. Even if he yeah. is being uh, annoying little shit, he's still great at playing the annoying little shit. <laughs> um, it, it I just it struck a chord with me. I I grew up listening. You know, the sound of cars like this flying by was always something that kind of got the blood pumping when it's hanging out with my dad and he was always into cars. So that very much is the thing that influences this decision, but it is, I just thought it was an incredibly well-made film. It's, you got to sit there a minute. It is two and a half hours. It's a long, long go, but I got to say, I feel it for me personally, it felt like it went by very fast. Great human story. Uh, thrilling events on screen, incredible photography of these car, these real cars being driven on tracks. And the sound design was incredible. As much as I love the soundtrack, the sound of the cars was beautiful. That nice. that alone, I know it got Oscar attention from the sound department. Um, I, that it's 
just <laughs> I got goosebumps multiple times just when they started hammering <laughs> on the throttle throughout that film. Uh, but yeah, uh, my other honorable mention, Ford vs. Ferrari. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to save a quick review. I'm going to do a twofer right now. Uh, one of the movies that I reviewed tonight is on my list of tops. The Promising Young Woman oh, is damn. definitely there. So I'm not going to tell you what that is because you can just go back and listen earlier. That's what I said. Uh, but the other movie, uh, you weren't actually here when I did the review. So this is kind of the first time I'll tell you about it. It's a flick that was so fucking funny and so earnest and so smart. Uh, this little indie flick called The Kid Detective starring Adam Brody. The movie starts off, he's this young kid. He's a detective. He's kind of like a Hardy Boys kind of guy. Everyone in the town goes to him. Little things here and there to figure out who did this, what happened. Little petty shit. And then he grows up. He's still a detective in the town. Uh, not a real detective. Just doing what he did as a child. He's kind of <laughs> washed up. He finally gets the chance. Uh, there's girl her boyfriend was brutally murdered stabbed 17 times i believe the cops can't figure out who did it and so this girl goes to this detective to solve it this is his first chance to actually have a big case and we're watching him kind of do his thing this movie the kid detective by far one of my favorite movies this year and i hope everyone can see it because it's just so fucking hilarious it's a uh, kind of like a noir movie and the the mystery it's like holy shit when it happens when you figure out what really happened you're like fuck this is genius and it was genius guys so check it out if you get a chance i'm gonna be buying this movie myself oh, when it comes out that's awesome yeah I, I remember when this was when uh they were starting to advertise for this it definitely it caught my attention i was like what the fuck is this but now you've <laughs> you've sold me for sure <laughs> nice that sounds like a fun time Oh, yeah. So what do you, what else? You got anything else left? All right. I got it. Yes. I, there's one more. Um, uh, I got to mention that our, our dear intern Mike had recommended a film series and I'd been recommended it before, but I finally sat down to watch all of the It Man films. And <laughs> I am so happy I did that because that was a lot of fun. Well, it may not be the absolute best like Kung Fu movies I've ever seen, they are and they're just awesome movies. I, I had a great time going through those. Um, I would highly recommend the first one to anyone who is just has any remote interest in seeing a Kung Fu movie. Or if you just like Donnie Yen, you want to see more Donnie Yen. He's he's kicks so much ass. First, Itman. Great. The uh, my next favorite is probably Master Z, which is the spinoff. But mm. still, it, it was a, a great time. And I liked them all in between there. They were good movies. That that is just my takeaway from 2020 is I'm glad I spent the time watching all of the It Mound movies and I'm looking forward to Master Z two. Oh hope. man, but, I'm not gonna lie, it was great to hear a new review for these movies every week coming from you. That that was kind of fun. It was fun doing it. I like yeah. I like like rattling down the series. It was cool to and then have that back to back comparison of just like how does this literally stack up next to the other one? And there are definitely definite changes, and it is interesting to see the flow. Uh, from one to the other and like you said some of them kind of had similar beats and plots and outlines but they were original and you had different things to say about them which kept the reviews fresh and enjoyable to listen to it's like i've seen the movies and i haven't even seen them i did see the spinoff that you like second best and i'm like fuck looks like i made a good call not seeing any of the other ones and jumping in on this random fucking movie <laughs> i i will say that it is worth seeing the setup for that character i liked mm. the movie he 
appears in, but it's not all about him. So yeah, I don't want to lead any false hope of like, he's the other main character, but he's uh he's support and, but important support. There's a reason why he got his own spinoff. He's just not, you know, it man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Do you have any other movies you wanted to talk about? Or is that I, pretty well, much, you know what? I got one more worth mentioning. All right. I, I'll just toss it in there. Uh, yeah. This one is from 2020. Um, I think there was a little bit of back and forth we had on how we felt about this one, but the devil all the time, there was something about just the way it felt watching this movie. I felt like I was watching a play. I love the time period and the fact that we're in this part of the American South that just has this uneasy feeling of like, that's both welcoming and horrifying at the same time. (laughs) The cast is amazing. Bill Sarsgaard, Tom Holland, Sebastian Stan, Jason Clark, Robert Pattinson. That uh, oh, and Harry Melling, awesome, 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 yeah. awesome. They they had very inter- uh, very interesting presence on screen. Tom Holland, I liked the way he carried his mm-hmm. character. I believed he was who he was. Robert Pattinson was entertaining, although it was kind of funny to hear him with this accent. It was it was a character he was putting on, and this guy was just pure sleaze. Oh yeah, um, Sebastian Stan was awesome. His character was more of what helped link the stories to each other which I, I like these kinds of tales where we're kind of jumping back and forth through different points in time and watching the, all the different uh, threads weave together into a single through line. And I don't know. I, I kind of like the, the tone of it. I, I thought it looked gorgeous. I, I thought it was shot very well. Something about it just, just kind of hooked me. I, mm. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Just watching actors act. Yeah. I, I like doing that in this movie. And, and the brutalness, the physicality, yeah. the different twists that they're playing, like not people you've seen them play before. Mm-hmm. Oh, just so intense, this one. Yes, yes. So that will round out my selections uh, for the past, our past many months of movie toast. I put this out here on our Facebook and uh, we have someone here, uh, Jessica Seed. Uh, here's what she said. She said, dude, Wonder Woman 1984 sucked horribly. So clearly on the same page here. I actually quite enjoyed Birds of Prey and the fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which I gave that one a great review. I saw that a couple of times. I love that. Another movie she said that was also good was uh, one that you reviewed, I think, uh, Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, yes. Oh, that was, you know, that was a great movie. I shoot. And to be honest, uh, that would, for me personally, that would come in close behind Devil All the Time. There's just something about Devil All the Time that I just, I like this gritty dark brooding tone mm. uh, but trial of chicago 7 same thing just wanting to watch good acting that was a great movie for that i will say i didn't get it from the people i was expecting mm-hmm. i thought you would get a lot more from joseph gordon levitt he was kind of plain i don't know how else to put it like his character in that movie just kind of hmm. sasha baron cohen on the other hand amazing uh, you mentioned joseph gordon levitt i want to also touch base on a movie that we both saw in I loved oh. and I think you did too. 7,500 on yeah. Amazon. Fucking amazing movie. Check that one out if you got yes. Prime. Guys. That was, no, oh shoot. I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that one too. Now see, that's going back the other way around. I'm glad you picked that one up. It had been a while since, I remember when we'd watched that movie, it had been a long time since I've watched that type of hostage disaster movie and, or, or even a limited location film. Just something yeah. in one spot the whole time. Mm-hmm. He did it's a great, great job with that. Oh, God, yes. So, yeah, I mean, 
that was our review of what we dug and what we thought was kind of yeah in 2020 and uh it's gonna be 2021 i don't know what we get in store i know there's gonna be a lot of warner brother movies that i'm gonna talk about that are on hbo max and i hope you're gonna be able to go back to a theater and feel comfortable out of theater i'm i'm yeah. hoping that things pick up a bit this next year yeah I'm, you know, this this next year. I'm hoping I I'm gonna branch out a little more. I want to see some different things, things I may not normally have jumped on. I want to mm-hmm. start watching some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. oh! I just thought of another another movie I watched this last year. I I hate throw it. Change Land. Go check it out. Hulu. Seth Green. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the director of the movie I just finished uh, shooting uh, the other day is the producer on that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I still gotta check that out. Yes, I. It's it's uh, it's good, buddy road movie it's full of feels it's gorgeous i i like the cast seth green um finds out he his uh fiance had been cheating on him and he had this big vacation planned for for the two of them and he instead is going with one of his best friends so they're going to thailand on what what is supposed to be this beautiful romantic vacation so seth Seth green's kind of he's he's kind of down on himself but his buddy breckenmeyer is here to try to you know what, man, we're going to make this the best possible thing we can. This is just, you know, we got it. We're opening the next chapter in your life. And it was a very, it was a beautiful buddy film. I like it. And it was written, directed by uh, Seth Green as well. Yes. Yes. Now definitely feels a little bit like we just found a great excuse to hang out with my friends in Thailand. Legit. I listened to him on a couple of podcasts promoting this movie and that's legit what happened. He had been to Thailand with one of his best friends and said he wanted to write a movie about all the hotspots and everything that he's done. So you hit the nail on the head on that one. He has openly said that's what it was, but it's good. I yeah. like, I don't want that, but it's in, in the best possible way. You know, like it's, it, I, I want to visit these places. I want to go to Thailand now for fucking sure. Um, mm. it, uh, Macaulay Culkin is, was the scene stealer in that film. He's, he plays what a tour guide or something, right? Yes, and he's very much he is the white rabbit to their Alice. They very much are on the nose with that reference when they give him bunny ears at one point in the movie. But hmm. uh, sorry, I just I just thought I'd toss in there. No, 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 please. That's good that it came to your head. I honestly have I wanted to check it out when it first came out, and I didn't rent it, and I forgot it was on Hulu. So I think I'm going to check that out. Oh, sweet! Yeah. There you go. Go look at some. Oh, well, you sitting there in the in the coldness. Go look at some beautiful tropical. Location. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, what a year! Like, who would think that we'd be able to recoup when this pandemic and lockdown all happened? We weren't sure what was going to happen with this podcast, and uh, we gave uh, like sixty great episodes. I think. All right, well, they weren't all great, but we gave some great reviews. We saw some movies. It was a good year. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> things were said. Things were recorded. <laughs> Uh, things were also said recorded and not posted because we just had so much content that we felt like oh man we don't want to blast people in the face too hard with this we'll blast you just enough yeah yeah just a little bit i gotta tease you uh for a tease before we end this thing we got a big thing coming up next year that we're gonna be announcing probably next week that i can't wait to talk about oh yes i know adam has been itching he's just been wanted to jump out of his seat for this one and i am excited too it is an old i don't know tradition no thing i did yeah i I don't want to i don't want to spoil anything adam you're you're you should you should it's a phoenix coming from uh from the embers uh something big that's uh hopefully gonna be something that you guys can partake in and uh 
yeah uh well more and more info coming soon on that so i look forward to that next year yes be yeah. i th- those of you who are creative and uh are are motivated be ready or have your motivated <laughs> creativity ready because uh it's 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 gonna be big it's gonna be huge yeah it's gonna be the <laughs> nope not gonna do it not gonna do it. <laughs> i see where we're gonna go on that tangent and i <laughs> I uh, could have gone on for another 20 minutes uh, doing some pers- impersonations. Uh, Dennis, uh, as everyone goes out into the good old future here, um, uh, any anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Well, as long as there's no more Christopher Walken <laughs> impersonations that just go on forever, uh, endlessly. I know it's y- your favorite, uh, Adam. <laughs> of the movie toast <laughs> happy new year Ugh. to you <laughs> and yours uh, uh, <laughs> how would Christopher Walken tell uh, uh, the people to spend their, their new year's eve or their new years what would he tell them to do Dennis well Mr. Adam I would tell them Happy New Year. And of course, my friend Dennis would always wish he had stayed toasty. I don't know who the fuck that was at the end. That was not. <laughs> you lost. You had a good roll going. I, it was going. It was going. But I, yeah. I, 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 a genuine, a wholehearted yeah. from, from the toasters to you, toasties, our family, what keeps us toasting. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And stay toasty. Snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried. Don't let them Don't let them see Be the good girl you always have to be Conceal, don't feel Don't let them know Well, now they know Let it go, let it go Can't hold it back anymore Let it go, let it go
bothered me anyway. 